everyone to a brand new episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier and on this podcast I interview and chat with accomplished and innovative early career professionals and small business owners. With me today is the founder and owner of Raleigh Cheesy, Courtney Bowman. Courtney launched Raleigh Cheesy about a year ago now in October of 2019 and she launched this business as a way to offer beautiful handcrafted cheese and charcuterie boards to the Raleigh-Durham area here in North Carolina. Her boards are breathtaking and I'm really excited to dive into her episode, her story, her journey. Now before we do just that, I'd really appreciate if you could rate and review Virtual Coffee on the Apple Podcasts app. If you do a star rating on the Apple Podcasts app, it should take you no more than five seconds max. We'd really appreciate that. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. It's at Virtual Coffee Podcast. Now, I hope you are all having a wonderful day and enjoy Courtney's episode of Virtual Coffee. Welcome, Courtney. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Yeah, you're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Of course. Really excited to hear your story. Gosh, I just love all your posts on Instagram and everything you produce. All the boards you create are beautiful and look so good. (laughs) Thanks. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. So to kick things off, I'd love to hear Raleigh Cheesy's mission in your own words and really where the idea came to create this business. Yeah, so we're passionate about celebrating life's events with cheese. That's basically the simplest way to put it. We believe that every event, big or small, is worth celebrating and that cheese is one of the best ways to do that. (laughs) So we have these boards we create. I say we. It's just me right now. (laughs) I continually refer to this as a we operation when I'm the only one making Mm -hmm. them right now. But my husband does own part of the company and he helps with the business side. And then I have a personal assistant as well right now. And we are in the process of hiring more people. So it won't just be me forever. But the collective we is probably just Raleigh Cheesy in general. Love being able to provide a conversation starter at these sort of life events. So it's one of my favorite things about these boards is that they're immediate conversation starters. They immediately are icebreakers wherever they are placed or taken, which I love. That's excellent. I love the celebrating life's events with cheese because I completely agree with that statement. (laughs) Cheese is is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it's very foundational. I'm learning. (laughs) You know, people were eliminating a lot of necessities over COVID and cheese has remained constant. This Mm. is what we're saying, that people still value cheese even in a pandemic. So (laughs) that is excellent. (laughs) I love that. So why cheese? Like, was this a passion of yours before? Was it kind of more of a random idea? Just how did it, how did Raleigh Cheesy get started? Yeah, great question. So, I mean, I've always loved cheese. Like, so (laughs) From the beginning. I mean, since birth? I don't know. I think we could all probably say that, too. Mm -hmm. I've always had a passion for really great food. I've always been really curious and very much a learner when it comes to delicious foods, pairings, trying new cuisine. I'm all about going to new local restaurants, 
it has always been one of my greatest passions. And I've also just since I can remember, have always been passionate about making things and creating whether that an actual painting or a delicious recipe. And so this has always felt like the perfect combination of both of them. And obviously, this business is not an original idea, right? So people started coming up with these businesses a little over a year ago, it seems like there was a greater boom of them. And my interest was piqued with Nashville Cheese Gal. She's now just called Cheese Gal. But I grew up in Nashville. My mom sent me her Instagram and she was like, I think you should try to make one of these. And I didn't reach out to her. And I was like, hey, we teach her your ways. I just started studying what she did and really taking into account what kind of ingredients she was using, how she was placing things on the board. And so I made a couple of them last summer for like friends and family. And I loved it. It was more of just like, wow, this is really combining food and art all in one place. And I get to have this creative outlet. And so I was a middle school teacher for seven years and loved teaching, like absolutely loved teaching, loved the kids. But I was teaching Latin, which is a subject I'm not necessarily passionate about, right? But loved the kids. And I think like all my students are required to take Latin. So I felt like almost it gave me a little advantage that I understood that they didn't really want to be there, but I could make it fun in the same way. Right. So I actually like dealt with potentially getting fired because of my lack of passion for the language. And it was actually over a Facebook post I had made that was just talking about that it had been a hard year of teaching because I felt like the kids didn't really care to be there and it received some backlash and from, well, it started going viral. I was not anticipating that. Some people on my administration didn't felt like it was negatively reflecting the school or negatively reflecting me. Through that, though, I had always used writing as a creative outlet and I felt like I'd really poured my heart out in this post and was being vulnerable and it felt like it was completely misunderstood. And so from a person who is very creatively and uses creativity and making things as sort of a therapy, I felt very creatively stifled and very silenced and numb and dealt with a lot of panic attacks and anxiety attacks last summer and just needed, honestly, something to put my hands to. I needed to be making something. I needed to be like (laughs) creatively fulfilling some sort of place in me. And so out of that place, I started making cheese boards. Like that's kind of the more deeper story of it. I needed it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I did need it as a therapy. And so October, I just like, was like, hey, I've made four of these. I'm going to start with Instagram. That's enough. Four is enough to build. That's <laughs> right. And I was not a professional by any means, but I couldn't find anybody in Raleigh who did it. I like kept looking and didn't really see any much of a social media presence out there. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start doing this and just see if people want it. And offline, Raleigh Durham reached out that day the day I started the Instagram and they were like, Hey, we want to feature you in our email that goes out. Oh wow! They were like, send us your website. And I was like, Oh yeah, I need a website <laughs> and also a menu. And also I posted literally every picture I have of cheese boards. Like I don't have anything <laughs> to post. So I should probably like do a photo shoot. So 
yeah, it was a whirlwind. Orders started flying in. I was just try honestly trying to keep up. And then by the time December rolled around, so I was still teaching, doing this on the side. By the time December rolled around, though, I had made my teacher salary in sales. Wow. Wow. It was like, okay, this is me doing this part time, you know, mm -hmm. this is only three months in. What could this be if I was doing it full time and actually doing something I love and something I find really fulfilling and it's fulfilling this creative side in me and, you know, what could it be? And my husband and I just sat down and started talking about the potential of it all. And, and so, yeah, like December rolled around and I was like, hey, I'm <laughs> last year you know I was very yeah. much so now this is my full-time job and I'm extremely busy but very very grateful that's such an awesome backstory and I I really appreciate you you going a bit deeper on that the true backstory there what you were saying yeah. with you know passion for that subject you were teaching kind of dwindling you know being in this awkward situation with the Facebook post um, because I find you know through these interviews there is that the one reason of, yes, cheese is awesome. You're a very creative person, clearly very passionate and, and want to create and express yourself in various ways. And then there there is always that deeper meaning, right, of whatever situation you were in at the time that led you to this opportunity. And you were a person who took that opportunity and look what it's become. Yeah, it's incredible. I, I just really appreciate your honesty there. Yeah, of course. That's awesome. And wow, like three months already exceeding your teacher salary. That's incredible. Congrats it, on that success alone. I will say in sales, not in not in net revenue or anything. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, but in still, sales, yeah. but still the potential of it to make my teacher salary in sales in three months right. doing this on the side of teaching. It just kind of gave a glimpse into what it could be, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And of course, why not? go down that path. And, and now here you are. That's incredible. Right. That's awesome. right. Yeah. So I'd love to to dive a bit into the the boards you sell, right? The products you sell. I think you might also offer classes. I think I saw on your website, just kind of walk me through, you know, from for those who are listening, who are potential customers, just where should they go? How what do they purchase? How do they pick it out? All the logistics behind that. Right. So right now we offer anything from a tiny little snack box that's $20 all the way up to like large grazing tables. So I know grazing tables are very hit or miss right now with people. We just did one for an outdoor wedding this past weekend that had about 50 people at it. You know, each guest had their own tongs. No hands were touching the thing. And obviously we don't stay for the service or anything of that. But it was something that the bride booked me for actually a year ago. And she wow. was like, very set that this is yeah. what she but um we do offer like covid friendly options of having these little snack boxes we also offer like things in the middle things that serve about 15 to 20 people uh, we offer delivery for a fee or they can be picked up at one of our pickup locations around the triangle so it feels like a very sketchy cheese drug deal but <laughs> go to parking lots and like have a cooler of cheese boxes That's and amazing yeah and people like drive by and they're like hey you got the cheese <laughs> i got the cheese man like it's awesome sketchy but it's completely fine so yes those are all posted on my website i usually try to post the whole month like at the beginning of the month what the pickup dates will be mm -hmm. and you can order any size at that and I just basically, you order it, I bring it out to the location, everybody flocks to my car like piranhas, and 
tells me their name and gets their board. <laughs> and That's then awesome. we're going to be opening. So we started construction on our storefront, which is really. Oh, wow. Yes. So we're getting a storefront in Apex right off 540. It's honestly like a 20, 25 minute drive from almost everything. I mean, unless you're in Apex and it's like a five minute drive, but <laughs> it's pretty close to everything right off the belt line and we should be open in December. And so that's going to become a regular place where people can place orders more spontaneously. We've had a lot of times where customers want boards same day and that's not always possible right now. So yeah, this will be a place that where you can come and grab and go boxes. There will be a fridge stocked with them. Or you can say like, hey, I want to pick up a box from three to four today or from four to five. And that's why we're also hiring in the process of hiring people as well to help run the storefront. But yeah, we're thinking December will be a month of basically just mass producing, especially with holidays and Christmas and New Year's. And then probably like actually opening our doors so you're able to walk in in January. Wow. Congrats on the storefront. That's a huge accomplishment. That's really exciting. This is very great. It's been a whirlwind, honestly. Yeah. If you told me a year ago that we were opening a store, I would have probably not believed you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We did not think it would be possible. We ended up, so we did a Kickstarter campaign in the summer and it honestly, like I could get very emotional talking about it because it blows my mind that the community just so much rallied around us and they really want to see this happen. And so we're able to raise $25,000 for the storefront. Wow. Nuts. It's nuts. I'm forever indebted to the Raleigh community and even like people from other States too, who gave, it's just the amount of gratitude I feel and like unworthiness I feel for all of this is just so extreme. (laughs) That's just incredible. And and the brand and community you've built over cheese boards. Like yeah. that's that's just so fascinating. That's yeah, it's just really cool to see this community rally behind behind this business and behind you. Yeah. It's it's been crazy. The loyalty has been mm-hmm. probably one of the more mind-blowing things is just like the customers who order time and time and time again and who keep coming back and who recommend right. their friends and who name drop it literally everywhere they can. Like Mm -hmm. it's so overwhelming to me and I'm just so grateful. Yeah. No, for sure. And, and do you ship anywhere or is it all local to Raleigh right now? Uh, All local to Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill. Okay. Uh, I don't deliver out to Wake Forest. It's just a little too far for us right now, but (laughs) the person who cracks where I'm a part of this Facebook group of like cheese and, graze board people and stuff i swear the person who cracks the ability to ship these boards oh my gosh they will make so much money yeah because you gotta like really trust the integrity right um, that it will be there or it, it will appear the exact same way that you made it you know yeah that's true because it's not just keeping the food good it's also keeping the appearance and the presentation the same yeah you know it makes sense that at like starbucks or you know airports or anything like that you see those like little protein boxes and they've got like crackers and hard-boiled eggs and Mm -hmm. like yep and you're like well 
this is probably the only thing that stays good after like the shelf life just isn't that long when you're putting fresh fruit that's been cut and you know trying to figure out how to sustain a longer shelf life but it's very difficult yeah i wonder if though you know staying local do you feel that's almost a benefit because you can put all your time resources energy into one area like do you think that helps build the brand oh for sure and i think like our ultimate goal is to become a Raleigh staple. And I love that people are kind of treating us like edible arrangements. So if their friend has a birthday and they're out of town and they aren't able to celebrate their friend's birthday, they're getting a cheese board sent to them. Or if somebody has suffered a death in the family, they're getting a cheese board sent to them. Or, you know, somebody's ordering them for their friend's bachelorette party and they can't be at that bachelorette party. It's almost like a delivery service. It's a little bit of a hut. It's just a little bit different than, you know, ordering flowers for someone. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And even if you can't ship them yet, and you know, just say there's not a solution for that, even just staying local to Raleigh, or maybe slowly expanding that physical presence, but becoming like you said, the staple in Raleigh, if someone in New York has a friend in Raleigh, who they want to send a board to, they'll look up oh, cheese, you know, in Raleigh and you'll pop up. Like it doesn't have to be right. Just people ordering from Raleigh. They could could order and have it sent to someone or, or something right. like that. Right. Yeah. And obviously, like we would love to franchise out and expand right. to different places in North Carolina, specifically starting like different places in the Triangle. I'd love for there to be a Raleigh Cheesy Durham, a Raleigh mm -hmm. Cheesy Hill, a Raleigh Cheesy Wake Forest. You know, I think that will come with time, but... Yeah, I, I love where it's at right now, and I love the growth we've been seeing. So I, yeah. I'm to see where it goes. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, nothing nothing wrong with having those, you know, future milestones you want to hit while also focusing on the now and, and the growth right. now. Yeah, right. excellent. So do you still offer classes? Oh, yes. Um, oh. We do much smaller classes, obviously, mm -hmm. and socially distanced in the class and require masks. And obviously, you're implementing a lot of different protocols during the classes. But yes, I've got some posts on my website. I partner a lot with Joy Worthy Co. Um, she hosts classes um, in different places around Frawley and has like just the most creative, fun ideas for classes. And I regularly partner with her and through that, though, she is like a wine expert. I know nothing about wine. <laughs> are always like, what wine should I pair with my cheese board? And I'm like, the wine you have. I don't. <laughs> I, the I, wine in your fridge. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I'm awful at it. But she is an expert. And so when we do our class together, she takes them through wine tastings. She says like, hey, this will pair with this ingredient on your board, or, you know, and it's really great. So uh, that partnership has been amazing. And then I do ones with other people too, but I also offer like in-home private parties for people who might not feel comfortable getting out of their home, but are still comfortable with me coming over. Um, if they just want to get together with like four of their friends and we can do a smaller party or I have done like virtual parties as well. I actually have one tomorrow afternoon of where we're going to have about 20 people on Zoom and I send you an ingredient list and walk you through it. And so. That's cool. I love that. Yeah, I was going to ask if you were doing them virtually because yeah, that makes sense. I mean, people can just pick up the ingredients and attend the class. I think that's awesome. That's a great way to adapt. Yeah, absolutely. 
So would love to know, you know, advice you might have for those wanting to start their own small business or wanting to pursue their own passion. Just what are some of those top pieces of advice that come to mind for other small business owners? I think one of the biggest things you have to know is how hard it's going to (laughs) be. I think you have to mentally prepare yourself. I think there's a lot of romanticism and thinking that being an entrepreneur, you know, or being like hardcore mom boss, whatever it is, there's a lot of like romanticism behind that of like, oh my gosh, isn't that the life? And like, yeah, the hustle. Yeah. The hustle so admirable. And like, I want to be that kind of woman. It's freaking hard. (laughs) And you need to know that. And you need to know it's super lonely. Something that is not advertised about entrepreneurship is just how lonely it is. And sure, your Instagram might have so many followers or so many whatever, and you have people recognizing you. That doesn't matter. You need to know that there are going to be moments where you have to say no to hanging out with your friends because you are fulfilling orders. That your personal relationships might suffer for a season it's basically the equivalent of having a newborn baby. You are trying to maintain all aspects of it. So I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying it's wrong though either. I'm saying if you want to see your business succeed, there's going to be a season, especially at the beginning, where you have to sacrifice a ton and you have to like give up a lot of things and be willing to do that. Like, We're not seeing, we're not going home to either of our families for Thanksgiving or Christmas this year. It's not a reality for us because of how busy we're going to be. And we've already told them that. And this is like the first year ever that will happen. And like none of our families live in town. And so that's hard. But we also know this is just a moment. And so as far as like work-life balance goes, I don't know if you have it in the beginning, honestly, and that might not be healthy and that might not be everybody's solution. But for people who are wanting to see their business succeed, for people who are wanting something to happen with it, you have to acknowledge the sacrifice that has to take place and be willing to make those sacrifices. And so my family comes first, obviously, like Mm -hmm. my family, my husband and my three-year-old immediately come first over the business and they will always take priority over the business. But those outer circles start becoming really small when you're trying to see something take off. And especially in the beginning, I'm so proud of what we've built here. But I think if I had half-assed it (laughs) and if I had not sacrificed, I don't think it would have been what it is, you know? Yeah. And I, I really appreciate your honesty here and, and transparency and just talking about reality of it because you're so right. That hustle culture is, it's all over social media and everything. And, and it definitely is a thing, but I know exactly what you mean. Like, I think most people see the successes of small businesses or the side project, whatever that is. And they see the perhaps the other end of it or only the good things about it, right? Like, look how successful it is. Look how many Instagram followers they have. But what's not often talked about is all the work, blood, sweat, and tears, sacrifices that go into that small business. Like you're saying, it's a ton of work and that's reality. 
Right. Absolutely. And yeah. I just think there's no get rich quick option mm-hmm. here. There's no have success overnight option. Right. So while what has happened with Raleigh Cheesy has seemed fast, and I will say like there are things that happened that have taken less work than other side hustles I've had in the past, you know, that have happened more organically Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I think we have a good product, you know. That being said, though, it is not and has never been just a, oh my gosh, and now everything's easy. (laughs) Yeah. Suddenly, and we, we're just rolling and everything is just super simple and we're cranking everything out and yeah, we have employees and everybody makes six figures a year and like that's not the reality of it, you know? Right. Yeah. So even though I would call Raleigh Cheesy a success, this is me putting in 60 hour weeks and mm-hmm. my husband working third shift right now. So us like barely seeing each other and praise the Lord for daycare right now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, not option without daycare. It's just, there's been a lot of things that we've had to give up. You know, I have the five-year goal in mind of like, I am going to be able to take vacations when I'm not the only person running this business. And when it's a cheese empire, you know, we'll be able to own a house, right? <laughs> I'm like, we live in a two bedroom, two bathroom townhome that we rent right now. Like, that's not necessarily the dream. But, mm-hmm. you know, we can, <laughs> we're working towards it. And the sacrifices we're making now are for the betterment of the business and of our family in the future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, com- completely agree on your whole perspective on this. And yeah, I think, that time, you know, if that's the goal to to have other employees and perhaps you're more of the uh, like CEO type figure where you're just kind of managing the the overall operations, right? Not necessarily the day to day, if that if that's what you want, that's definitely possible. But the work that needs to go into getting there is where you're at now. And and that work can be hard and challenging. And yeah, that's what I think people don't talk about often on social media. And I, I wish they did more. And I just yeah, love again, I keep saying this, but I just love your honesty and transparency. I think it's so important for those who are listening who might want to start their own business like, hey, it, it will be hard. It is worth it. It is you're living your perhaps dream, you're pursuing your passion. And those are all amazing, wonderful things. But here's also the reality behind it, which is also just as important. I love working for myself. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I love making my own schedule. I love the flexibility I have to pick up my daughter from daycare and take her in the morning. Like I love that. And those are things I didn't I wasn't able to do for like two years, you know, since she's been born. There was a lot of like, I felt like I was missing out on stuff in her life. And I love that I'm able to be at her school events, you know, Mm -hmm. to see them. And that's so fun. And the ultimate goal is like Christina Tosi. If you know who Christina Tosi is, she's the founder of Milk Bar. Fantastic, like ice cream, cake, like sweets shop. And girlfriend is just hardcore. But like she hustled hard in the beginning and now it's like she obviously keeps creating but she's not in the store every day making things Mm -hmm. you know so I'm like that's the ultimate goal you keep creating you keep making but you're not necessarily the one cranking out all the cakes every day yeah you're the you're the vision and the 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 root of the passion 
Right. Yeah, but you're not necessarily doing that day-to-day work there. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally with you. So I, kind of a, a different topic I wanted to talk to you about is your uh, mini Bachelor series you have going on in your Instagram. I just wanted to just know, like, how did that come about? Like, that is just so cool. And I feel like that's such a unique way to drive attention to even just your Instagram page, right? And then they're like, who the heck is Courtney? What the heck's Raleigh Cheesy? Let me check out the business. That's just, yeah, it's just so smart. And I you don't seem like a, you know, calculated person where like, oh, oh let me do this so I gain growth. I'm sure it was very natural, but just wanted to hear hear about it from you. Yeah, uh, it was not intentional. Like, I'm like, oh, wow, this was a great unintentional marketing strategy. Right. I had no, <laughs> no intention of like, no, the, there was no pre-calculation going into this at all. I love matchmaking in general i've been responsible i would say i've been responsible for about three marriages which i consider pretty good of just having those people in the back of my head and being like hey you guys would work out and so it started with like i like to post engaging content i'm all about engaging with my followers i don't i also don't know how to be anything other than myself which is a pro and a con I am a big Hamilton fan so I'm very much more Hamilton than Burr I don't know how to talk less smile more (laughs) (laughs) that does not make sense in my head I can't do it I've tried many times to talk less smile more I fail dramatically so I've always been the face behind Raleigh Cheesy. I'm always showing my face on my stories. I don't always have makeup on. I don't always look great. But I want people to know that there's a real person behind this and, you know, and to see them behind the scenes. So mm-hmm. I posted something like, oh, I love Trader Joe's. Like, drop your favorite Trader Joe's employee and I'll, like, give them a shout out or whatever. And so somebody put that one of the Trader Joe's employees was single if he was looking and I was like, I love this because my followers are 91% women. Like I have access to so many single women right now. Let's post about single guys. <laughs> so I posted him and then I was like, Hey, if there are other single guys out there, if you know of anybody who wants to be posted, like, let me know. And so one guy reached out and I was like, yeah, you could post me. And, and so I like gave him this little shout out and then, Three more came in, and then two weeks later, we had 35 bachelors. And oh so, my gosh, I just kept posting them. And I was like, ladies, just slide into their DMs, you know, if you're interested, like, this is how it works. So, some have like are in relationships with women now because wow, uh, oh my gosh, that's so cool. crazy. Because, like, some lady, some girl, like, slid into their DMs. <laughs> I'm obsessed with. I love that. And then, you know, but it took a lot of energy is the thing here. Here's the reality of that. Man, it took so much energy to sift through these guys to record a little blurb about them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's not my full time job. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) The cheese is the full time job. And so I loved that everybody loved it. And like, that people were sending their friends to my page because like that was not intentional. Mm-hmm. I did not expect it to blow up. But the reality of it is it just took way too much energy and time yeah. that I have right now. 
but we are doing a speed dating night. Joy Worthy Co. and I are doing a speed dating night on the 24th. And we have nine bachelors and nine bachelorettes picked. And so they will get to do like an activity with each of them. And it should be a good time. (laughs) That's cool. That's cool. Everybody's like, I hope you do another one. And I'm like, you have no idea. Like we finally got the nine bachelorettes picked yesterday. Mm -hmm. We had 15 men apply and 110 women. Wow. Wow. (laughs) My gosh. It took so long. To go through those 110 women. Yeah. Like, You're like hosting auditions, right? That's like, that's crazy. It took so long. So we had to get the guys nailed down first. And then a lot of the guys were like, oh, I'm going out of town that weekend after all. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, <laughs> now we're just basically picking girls for the guys available. And right. anyways, we will probably never do another night of this, you know, yeah. <laughs> such a success, but it took way too much time, right. way too much energy. I'm, I hope someone finds love. I hope all nine of them get married to the other nine, you mm-hmm. know, at this rate. Cause yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny. And yeah, I mean, going back to our earlier conversation, right. It's like on the outside, you know, from, from a viewer, it's like, Oh, you know, Courtney's posting like these cool stories. Like, Oh, that's a cool thing. This bachelor series. But the reality is you need to put in the work to do that. Like finding the bachelors, finding the bachelorettes, like setting up the time or whatever, the information, etc. Like there's so much more work behind the scenes in anything than what's oh what's gosh. being shown. <laughs> yeah, there really is. I need to like actually make boards and like do yeah. that <laughs> I need to run my business. <laughs> right. I need to like actually, you know, like uh, do some real marketing of <laughs> like my boards because Halloween is coming up, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, gosh. Well, thank you for indulging me on that. I just had had to bring it up with you. (laughs) You need to know, though, number one thing was that it was not a marketing scheme in the beginning. (laughs) No, I I assume that like just based on your personality, and even chatting with you here, like, I was like, yeah, I doubt she she made that calculated decision on on creating a bachelor series. (laughs) No, I did not. I got a 1000 new followers in a week, which I was this is so laughable because all people want is cheese and single men apparently (laughs) give the people what they want I guess I need to start posing single men with the cheese now I guess yes that's your next photo shoot oh my Uh, god there's a calendar idea we're gonna yeah wow that yeah that would be awesome there you go (laughs) do it do it (laughs) oh it's so funny Well, my my last big question here for you, Courtney, is, and I I always end my episodes with this, is in this moment, right now, what is your proudest accomplishment? Now, the answer can be Raleigh cheesy, or it does not have to be related to your business whatsoever. Just first thing that comes to mind, what's your proudest accomplishment? Honestly, I, it is Raleigh cheesy. I feel like I've worked really hard. (laughs) And I'm really proud of the brand we've created and really proud of the product we offer. And I'm just proud of the growth that we've tried to sustain. And there was a moment that switched where I think all throughout teaching, I was never really taken seriously and never given really any leadership roles. I felt like I tried to exert myself, like insert myself into places um, to get those roles or to try to volunteer for more things. And I think because I'm 
an emotional person. I'm an extroverted person. I'm pretty bubbly. A lot of the times those people are not considered leaders. And I am so passionate about people realizing that emotional women can be business women as well, that emotions are not bad. And being a real authentic, vulnerable person does not make you a bad business person. I feel like I've made really smart business decisions. I feel like I have treated my business seriously while also maintaining the integrity of who I am as a vulnerable, emotional woman, if that makes sense. And I'm all about finding the nuance of those two things that I'm so sick of people saying that emotional women can't lead and emotional women can't run a business well. And that's just not true. And Mm -hmm. emotions are not always a deficit (laughs) and they're not a weakness. And there is a way for me to be a vulnerable person and also be a boss bitch, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I had to, it felt like I had to create a job that proved otherwise that Mm -hmm. the world does take me seriously and I'm still myself and I don't have to compromise any part of my personality or stifle any part of my personality in order to run my business well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're clearly, clearly succeeding in that. I mean, even just chatting with you for a little over 45 minutes today and following you on Instagram, it's just, so clear like you just have such a great personality you're you're humble funny outgoing while also confident in yourself and the business and can run a successful business mainly on your own um you know with support from from family and a few others of course but look at what you've created while maintaining true to yourself and and true to that inner why like that inner what drives you you have not strayed away from that, it seems. And I think that's just yeah, an incredible accomplishment in and of itself. Thank you. I really uh, appreciate that a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're welcome. Yeah, it's just, it's just excellent. Yeah, I've just really enjoyed our, our conversation today. You're just you're such a wonderful, wonderful person to chat with. Oh, you too. I really like <laughs> this a lot. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Well, before we sign off here, where can people find you and Raleigh Cheesy? Social medias, website, shout them all out. Yeah, so RaleighCheesy.com. Everything is just Raleigh Cheesy. RaleighCheesy.com, at Raleigh Cheesy. Facebook, it's Raleigh Cheesy. If you just Google the words Raleigh Cheesy, we take up the whole first page of Google. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I act like we worked super hard on that SEO. There's another thing that it's like, hey, we have not paid for any SEO. Like, we have not done any of that. I have just tried it multiple times, and I have Googled Raleigh charcuterie were like one of the first things that pops up. If you Google Raleigh cheese boards, we're one of the first things that pops up. We take up like the whole first page of Google with almost every search. So maybe that's really my proudest accomplishment is because uh, I feel like a lot of people work really hard for that kind of SEO. And that was very unintentional that we. <laughs> yeah. So way to go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not knowing anything about SEO and that happening. So yeah. If you just Google, it should appear. It's like really cheesy, but Raleigh cheesy. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much again for chatting with me today. Really looking forward to your storefront. I mean, I'm here in, in Clayton, North Carolina. Um, so I'll definitely be checking that out and visiting you over there. And again, congratulations on on just all your success and 
having such a great product as well and and just yeah having such an an awesome mission really looking forward to seeing where where raleigh cheesy goes in the future yeah thanks so much i really appreciate it yeah of course well thank you courtney thanks for chatting with me today you're welcome yeah awesome 